Welcome to Life Me. I'm your host, Chris Gast, Right to Life in Michigan's Director of Communication and Education. Joining us again is our Education and Events Coordinator, Katherine Kinsey. Welcome, Katherine. Thank you. So, uh, you got back from the March for Life in one piece, uh, which doesn't always happen on some <laughs> of those trips with the buses and the weather. Uh, so today we're going to talk about uh, March for Life and what we thought about it, especially Catherine as a first-time attendee. Mm -hmm. Then we'll talk about uh, abortion pill reversal and some legislation in the state legislature. And then we'll finish up uh, talking about Planned Parenthood and their annual report and uh, some people who think that uh, Planned Parenthood still has it easy. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, Catherine, March for Life. Yeah, well, it was, it was a great experience. I mean, I had you know, heard so much about it, it was almost like I had been there before. <laughs> <laughs> but just being there and just seeing how many people are there, it's, it's really cool. Uh, did, were you able to get into the rally area? Yes, yeah. Through security? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so usually in the March for Life, what happens is there's a stage, and people kind of crowd up near the stage, or they don't, and are off to the sides, and it's generally not a big deal. But this year, because President Trump was speaking at the March for Life, they had extensive security that uh, was fenced off mm -hmm. and a long line of security checks where the Secret Service was doing uh, metal detectors and whatnot. And so, uh, and you couldn't bring bags in, you big could? bags, couldn't oh, bring big okay. bags in, but you couldn't bring some signs in. Oh. So I was with the uh, Protect Life Michigan bus trip, which is all the college students. And the sign that they use, so everyone mm -hmm. knows where to find, is just this big. It's just this big metal pole mm -hmm. with fabric covered, and oh. it kind of looks like one of those oak, uh, mm -hmm. oak helicopters. Um, and it just says Protect Life Michigan. And Secret Service told the gentleman carrying the sign, "Well, you can't come in with that." Oh dear. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, it's a threat that someone might uh, take the pole out of the sign and use it as a javelin yeah. to attack the president of the United <laughs> States. I guess you can't be too careful. Uh, well, I know. I guess you can't be too careful, but uh, he did not get to go into the security area. Oh dear. Um, but I did, and so and I was pretty close, you know. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Actually, if you got there early enough, two or three hours early enough, you could be right in the front yeah. of the stage <laughs> if you really wanted to. Um, and, of course, it has some other downsides. Like, I couldn't do a media interview that I was supposed to do because I didn't have media credentials. Yeah. You try talking to a Secret Service agent. Hey, I'm supposed to be in that area behind <laughs> the stage where you're not letting anyone in. Yeah. Do you have uh, do you have credentials, sir? Uh, no, <laughs> I have this email. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that no. doesn't work. Um, so uh, so what did you think of the rally itself? Yeah, it was really it was cool. It was awesome to see. You know, the president was there. A lot of people were very excited. Um, actually, I saw some ant like uh, negative protesters during his speech. I don't oh, know did you, you see that. the were the, the four or five people that were walking yeah. through? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So um, you n never during the March for Life do you ever see pro-abortion protesters not on the side of the road, not at the Supreme Court. 
occasionally they're there and it used to be the case the media would cover them take a picture of them yeah. and not the march for life uh-huh. you know the five people <laughs> right. get attention not the five hundred thousand people um but this year there were and they waited through a bit of yeah. trump's speech and there's five of them and they had signs that said in bright orange say abortion on demand without apology mm-hmm. and, and keep in mind in in the security area it's kind of like a mosh pit like there mm-hmm. is no room to move yeah. close to the stage <laughs> And so these um, uh, pro-abortion protesters were screaming, let's see here, when they were walking by us, they were screaming, uh, say no to theocracy. Oh, interesting. What were they screaming? I just heard, like, get Trump out and stuff like that. So they were trying to disrupt the speech so you couldn't hear them, so very rude. But I just thought it was really interesting, you know. The only time I've ever had to call 911 was because of pro-abortion counter protester at a pro-life rally uh you know and and these people were uh in a sea of of maga hats Mm -hmm. and trump fans and saying that it's a theocracy and you're all coming to get us and Mm -hmm. kill us women and they were just calmly walking (laughs) yelling through people weren't saying anything people weren't jostling like if you were so afraid of these people, why would you like walk through a right. crowd like and elbow them just accidentally as you're <laughs> trying to get through? To one. I know, and feel I'm sure they felt absolutely safe in what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hmm. Uh, well, um, I thought the rally was good. Um, a couple of abortion uh, survivors were speakers there. And they showed a ad they were going to use at the Super Bowl, but uh, Fox, who's hosting uh, televising Super Bowl this year, turned them down. Apparently, abortion is too controversial. Mm. Yeah. But uh, there let plenty of other controversial ads be aired and all yes. sorts of political points. Of course. Because I guess that's the new Super Bowl ad thing is making political points. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what did you... What did you think of the length of the rally? I thought it was kind of long. Yeah, it was a, li- a little long. Um, was it longer than usual? Yeah, and a lot of that was just waiting for the president because he arrived by motorcade. And right. you just have to be, you know, you have to ensure security. That's just a sad fact of life these right. days. I didn't think that they did too bad. You know, uh, when I first started going many years ago, like, say, 10 years ago, they used to allow, like, 20 legislators to talk. Oh, wow. That's a lot. That was a snooze fest. <laughs> Absolute snooze fest. And so lately, they've let a bunch of legislators come up on the stage, but they only let three or four legislators talk, right. and they've all been pretty good speeches. And so I think the March for Life has only gotten better with age, mm-hmm. not just in terms of the rally itself, but the size. Yeah. Yeah. It's been there for... Was it the 47th March for Life? Mm -hmm. And um, there's no guessing how many people there were. Uh, So Students for Life of America did a time-lapse video, and they just took like a frame of people and counted that and then Mm -hmm. added it through. And so they said at least 255,000 people participated in the march itself. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't include the, I mean, how did you go from the security area all the way up to the Supreme Court? Mm -hmm. Oh, Okay. But do you notice on the side streets, there's yeah. like, there's thousands there's and thousands of people several. milling about who aren't even yeah. taking part of the march. And I didn't even do half the march. I uh, I had a friend I was supposed to meet up with, 
And some of these, some of these, some of these people, <laughs> they go on the march for life before the rally is done. She's like, "Where are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm at yeah. the Capitol." I'm like, "I'm listening to the rally." <laughs> like, stop! You're not supposed to start yet. Yes. Uh, so a lot of people got a head start. Yeah, I, or what? Mark and yeah. yeah, march in front of the banner. It's like, hold your horses. <laughs> so, and I was trying to meet another friend, and there's so many people. I was at an intersection, and it, and it took about 15 minutes just to walk a block. Mm -hmm. And then I, I, w I waited for these um, people to clear out so I could stand on a little, you know, a little wall next to the sidewalk so I could try to see them. My friend is like six foot 14, like really <laughs> tall, and it's still, there's so many people, yeah. it doesn't matter. You can't tell who's who. Um, yeah. So what did you think of just the size of the crowd? Oh, yeah, there was, it felt very crowded. I mean, I haven't been there before um but yeah it was it was crazy you could barely kind of move side to side while you're actually walking um yeah it was crazy um and uh what always impresses me especially more so as the years go on is the youth in the crowd yeah definitely There's did you feel old I almost did <laughs> actually <laughs> yeah there's a lot of you know school groups and all with their big, huge signs and... Matching hats mm -hmm. or scars, uh, matching chants. It's fun when one school or group of people will start chanting to the yeah. other. And uh, it was fun. Um, I'm trying to uh, think, like, probably the most favorite part of the march for me is, uh, and I wonder if you did this, so... Uh, the march is on the north side of the National Mall, and then at one point you have to go up and around the Capitol building, so you got to walk up Capitol Hill. Right. And um, when you get towards the top of the hill, you can turn around and see yes. the crowd stretching mm -hmm. back. Did you have? Did you do that? Yeah. Yeah, and you can just see, you, you cannot see the end at all. No, it, it's an impressive sight. It makes for a truly impressive picture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's funny, when the media used to cover it, they would take a picture of, when they would take a picture of the pro-life people, it was like five people milling about, right. like on the side of the road, instead of the, you know, hundreds of thousands of people marching in the street. But any good, photo any talented photographer, any photographer who's not doing it just to make a political point, you have to take that shot, yeah. Because there's not a more iconic uh, one than, than than what you can do there. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure how other marches and rallies take place in D.C., but I'm sure most of them don't go up Capitol Hill and around to right. the Supreme Court, and so it's a pretty unique view. Um, shame on reporters for choosing yeah. poor poor <laughs> art, purposefully yes. choosing poor art to make political points. Um, yeah. Well, anything else you wanted to say about the March for Life? I don't know. Yeah. Are you going back next year? Well, we'll see. I mean, I'll, uh... With a stroller? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seemed like an overwhelming place for a tiny baby, but there were some that I noticed, so... Uh, so there's this group of people coming through, and they had like a, I don't know, like a triple-decker stroller. It was like 10 <laughs> feet long. And wow. I uh, I joked with them, hey, that's a good battering ram for getting through the crowd. And the person <laughs> joked back, there's not even a baby in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, I'm glad it went well. No scandals this year. It was great that the president talked and brought more attention. It still doesn't get the attention it deserves. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we just hope that all the people that went to it 
are taking that energy home and applying it to pro-life issues in their state. And uh, one that we should be talking about here is abortion pill reversal. So Catherine, <coughs> January 22nd is the annual memorial of Roe versus Wade and Doe versus Bolton, which was decide which were decided on January 22nd, 1973. Mm -hmm. And this year, uh, Representative Beth Griffin in our state house introduced legislation to require abortionists to inform women who take the abortion pill about the possibility of abortion pill reversal. Yes. And it's really important we talk about it because people need to know more about it. How does it work, Catherine? Uh, the abortion pill reversal, yeah. uh, it's, you know, you the actual abortion pill is two different pills. So if you have taken the first pill, um, the reversal pill can uh, stop that process after the first pill uh, with, uh, is it extra progesterone? Yep, just progesterone that they give to women regularly, you know, who have had a history of miscarriage. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll get to that in a second, but yeah, you can keep going. So yeah, but if you do take the second pill, there's, there's not that opportunity for the abortion pill reversal. Um, but when... When you do take the reversal um, uh, at the right time, there is, I think, a 60 to 70% success rate. So, Yeah, based on what they've done so far. Mm -hmm. uh, we had the first successful use of it in Michigan a couple of years ago. Actually, in my town of Lowell, uh, the pregnancy center there uh, was able to get the uh, progesterone um, to, uh, are able to arrange to make sure that it got to a woman mm -hmm. and, um, there's successful birth. And so that child is alive today, um, probably because of the abortion pill reversal. Now, there is a chance that if you take that first pill, the RU46, but you don't take the second pill, there is a chance that it won't work. Right. And so, um, not taking the second pill, uh, there's a ch chance of success, mm -hmm. Um, even without the yeah, even without the uh, progesterone. But with the progesterone, the experience is uh, between a sixty and seventy percent chance. And hopefully, as uh, doctors get a little bit more experience using it for it in that situation, um, that will increase right. a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so a couple things I think to unpack with it. First of all, you know the abortion industry wants to make it out to be this is some kind of radical, crazy, untested uh, thing. The F F FDA has not approved this for that, right. which is really funny, Catherine, because <laughs> they prescribe the abortion pill outside of the FDA guidelines yeah. all the dang mm -hmm. time. Kind of hypocritical. <laughs> kind of. Oh, man, I'm starting to get really angry. Like, you can't... Uh, uh, it's just... How two-faced can you be, you know? <laughs> right, right. Like, <laughs> I mean, and in this case, you know, the progesterone is, you know, has side effects, uh, but is not dangerous in the same manner, I mean, close, right. that RE46 is. So what they did is uh, last year they tried to do a study to debunk abortion pill reversal. The abortion industry did. Uh, you know, these weren't, independent scientists, these are abortion advocates who pretend mm -hmm. because they're professors or doctors that their opinion uh, matters as scientific fact. <laughs> um, so they did a study and they had to cancel the study and they tried to make it out to be abortion pill reversal is dangerous and that's why we had to cancel the study. 
Um, and maybe that works for some reporters who don't actually read the study. But if you actually <laughs> read the study, uh, they say, oh, that's because women were hemorrhaging because of the RE46 abortion mm -hmm. pill. Um, and, and which heavy bleeding is a very common uh, side effect of the abortion pill. And, uh, you know, there's that... Uh, those crazy Satanists in Michigan who do the crazy protests and one mm -hmm. of their leaders actually had an RE46 abortion and to her credit honestly explained what she was going through and it's awful. Yeah. Um, if you ever know a woman who's who's done that, um, the bleeding is bad and so uh, they did the study, they canceled it because RE46 is dangerous yeah. and they tried to pass it off as, oh no, it's the abortion pill. It's that progesterone treatment yeah. that pregnant women get all the time that's really <laughs> dangerous. Uh, not this, uh, yeah, not this pill that's actually killed women. Right. Because RE46 uh, can kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People have died. There, there's a reason the FDA put puts it in a special uh, category of regulation. Mm -hmm. um, part of that is exacerbated, I'm sure, by the abortion industry not caring that they prescribe it outside the FDA uh, right. guidelines. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So... That's something to keep in mind. And then the other thing, too, is the abortion industry holds itself out as pro-choice. Right. All choices are good, Catherine. Mm -hmm. So why would they not want women to know that this is a possible choice? Because hmm, maybe they're hypocrites. <laughs> Again. <laughs> we're going we're to get you angry. That's my goal by the end of the by the end. <laughs> By the end of a couple months, um, yeah, it's because they are they are hypocrites because they don't really believe in choice. What they really believe in uh, in the abortion industry, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there, normal people who consider themselves pro-choice, and who may even I'm sure there's a lot of people who support abortion mm -hmm. who might think abortion pill reversal should be an option, um, but the actual leaders of the abortion industry, the actual people who work in it, who profit mm -hmm. off of every abortion. Uh, they do not want women to know this is an option yeah. uh, because it may dissuade women from going and having an abortion in the first place. Uh, they really don't want women to know that you can have regret after an abortion. They do right. everything possible um, and they abuse uh, medical associations and academic associations to try to say the abortion has no mental or physical or social side effects everything's fine everything's great mm -hmm. don't look at the man behind the curtain um and it's just a lot of people want to look at them as say a civil rights group which is ridiculous because you're taking away the civil rights of a human being uh, some people want to look at them through a political lens in a lot of cases that works but i think the lens you have to look at uh, Planned Parenthood and the actual people who work in the abortion industry through are through business lens because yeah. they are a business. They do make money. They do make profits. Uh, that's what they're selling is abortion. Mm -hmm. And uh, to them, they do not want women to leave. That's why if you take away abortion regulations and rules, they will try to get the woman in there mm -hmm. same day. You know, the only reason they would oppose a waiting period, um, it, it, it could make it more difficult, but the main reason is they don't want women to have second thoughts. Mm -hmm. They don't even want them to have to come back a few hours later. They, In their ideal world, the woman comes in, I want an abortion, quick yes. fill out form, whisk her away, do the abortion in five, ten minutes as quickly as possible. 
toss her in the recovery room with a bunch of other women. And that's the creepiest thing to me mm-hmm. besides the abortion procedure itself is a lot of abortion abortion facilities put all these women who've just had abortions in the same room right. with no separation, no curtains. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's creepy. Yeah. Would you, I mean, I understand hospitals, they have to maybe put double up people in rooms, but at least there's a curtain, you can have some privacy. Right. Could you imagine you all just had an abortion and you're all sitting in a room staring at each other? I mean, yeah. there's something psychologically malevolent about yes. that. Yes, yes. They want women to go through as quick as possible. They don't want them to be able to refund their abortion fee. They want the money up front. Mm-hmm. It's a money-making business. And so uh, this bill is uh, not going to probably be signed by our governor. Maybe our legislature will give her the opportunity because uh, she says that she supports women's choices. Right. Um, but I think the most important part of this bill is educating women that this is a viable option. It's out there. You could just search abortion pill reversal. Um I think the website is abortionpillreversal.com. Mm-hmm. You know, always make sure you're talking to an actual doctor, um, an actual licensed medical staff. Mm-hmm. You know, if you connect uh, through a pregnancy center about it, they will send you to a licensed medical provider, of mm-hmm. course. Um, and when the press tries to poo-poo this and they bring up this study that was canceled because it's so dangerous, mm-hmm. uh, just remember that everyone repeating that, yeah. A... Either A, didn't read the study, or B, lying their butts off. Right, right. All right. Let's get into uh, even, uh, let's get into a calmer topic, Planned Parenthood. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) So uh, we didn't have a chance to uh, address it a lot because uh, we're knee-deep in the petition drive and stuff, Uh, but Planned Parenthood did release their annual report, Mm -hmm. and uh, more of the same, Catherine. Right. More abortions. Less of other things. Less med- yeah, less actual medical services. Uh, more tax funding. Mm. And that's what we kind of want to get into that's kind of confusing some people. So, their annual report, uh, that has some lag time. And, of course, President Trump uh, is the first president to domestically ever successfully take away money from Planned Parenthood. Right. Uh, in a very comprehensive way. Um I guess you could count the Hyde Amendment as defunding Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. sort of, um, but that was not that was designed with just abortion in general. Mm-hmm. So uh, President Reagan tried to defund Planned Parenthood's Title X money, and uh, the Supreme Court eventually upheld that. But uh, pro-abortion people were successful in dragging it through the courts, through lawfare, to try to delay it, and they successfully delayed it long enough that Bill Clinton came into office and ditch the rule because right. Bill Clinton loves him some abortion. Um, you know, that's just a frustrating thing that you could go if, off on a tangent, you know, abusing our political process. But right. uh, President Trump decided that it was time to revive the, uh, the Reagan era rule, which the Supreme Court has upheld mm-hmm. as constitutional, and he did that. And so uh, that's going to take away uh, about $60 million from Planned Parenthood's budget. So Planned Parenthood does have a giant budget. Mm-hmm. It's more than a billion dollars. They are a gigantic business. Yes. Um, maybe they'll be on the Dow Jones someday <laughs> <laughs> or the NASDAQ. Right. Um, they, uh, they don't get... Uh, a lot of money from 
their patients, a lot of their money, but they do some, a lot of their money comes from uh, donations, but a lot of Planned Parenthood's budget, um, almost about half comes from taxpayers, you and me. And so that is uh, about $600 million a year. Mm -hmm. So uh, President Trump, on the surface, looks like he only cut you know, roughly 10% of Planned Parenthood's taxpayer funding, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing because, again, $60 million is not chump change. Right. Um, That's a lot of money. Planned Parenthood's spending $50 million typically on uh, lobbying and whatnot, or they're spending $40 million on an election campaign in a Mm -hmm. couple of battleground states. And so um, it's good that... uh, that's not money that they'll have available to use for those right. sorts of things. Uh, now they say, of course, well, we use that Title Ten money for health care, but really, a dollar is a dollar in a budget, Catherine. Yep. Yep. You know, if I gave you a hundred dollars and told you to go buy groceries, um, were you well, you're already planning on buying groceries, right? <laughs> right. Right. So right. you have hundred extra dollars. What are you going to spend that on? Hmm. Yeah, something else in my budget. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to go and spend on, on really nice groceries. You're going right. to buy what you bought anyway, and then you have 100 extra dollars to spend on whatever you want. Um, so, on the surface, it doesn't look great. But the main problem with defunding Planned Parenthood is some of their tax dollars comes from states, mm-hmm. which Michigan, we don't, as a state, give them any money, but we can't make California do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, local governments give Planned Parenthood money, as we just saw and we talked about in this podcast. You know, Oakland County, Washtenaw County right. are giving them hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, a significant amount of money. And we can't touch that in the sense either. You know, mm-hmm. we can get people elected, but, you know, I live in Lowell, and Lowell Township doesn't tell Washtenaw County what to do or Oakland right. County. Uh, it's up to the voters in those areas to put pro-life people in there who won't waste their tax dollars on abortion. Yep. Uh, but the main problem is Planned Parenthood gets a bulk of that tax dollars through Medicaid. Mm-hmm. And uh, the president can't just unilaterally change Medicaid law. That, you know, it's a law that has to be actually changed. And uh, there's an attempt to do that. Uh, if everyone remembers, uh, back when they... We're one vote shy in the U.S. Senate of Mm -hmm. uh, repealing Obamacare, uh, the whole skinny repeal deal and all that, Mm -hmm. uh, and defunding Planned Parenthood was attached to that. And actually, it was defunding Planned Parenthood that was the least controversial part of it. It was the (laughs) Obamacare. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, John McCain was the one who torpedoed that bill at the last minute, and he did it to great media fanfare. his objection was how they were going about the repeal of Obamacare. Um, and so they, he did that, and then they all kind of had to go back to the drawing board because that was the culmination of months of yeah. process. Mm-hmm. Sadly, what happened not too long after that is, uh, and people need to keep in mind, there was only 50 pro-life votes in the U.S. Senate. Mm-hmm. So there was not a pro-life majority, unless you count Vice, Pren- uh, my, uh, Vice President Vice Prince. <laughs> Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, do you like my Mike Pence impression? Yes. Okay. Um, casting the tie-breaking vote. And so, and how did that happen? Well, there is a special election in Alabama. Trump appointed Jeff Sessions to his administration. That didn't last long. 
but that means that there had to be uh, a new senator. And in the Republican primary, uh, President Trump endorsed a guy named Luther Strange. And then there was this wacky guy named Roy Moore. Yes. The primary voters did not go with the guy who could win. They went with the wacky guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I know we've talked about this in the podcast before, but I mean, the, so when people complain that President Trump didn't fulfill his promise and they're just keeping Planned Parenthood funded, that tends there to be the reasons. sort of person yeah. who supported Roy Moore. Mm-hmm. And so it's one thing to say, I support A, But if you aren't willing to take steps B, C, and D to make that happen, then your support of A is just words. Yeah. So everyone needs to keep that in mind. All right, that's all the time we have for this edition of LifeBeat. Join us again in two weeks for a podcast on Valentine's Day. Have a wonderful weekend.